0: Welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman. Full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. When I hear the word episode, I don't think of like the next week's instalment of EastEnders, I think of like a mental episode. <laughs> Like, oh my God, I saw Liv last week. Is she all right? Yeah, I think she had another episode. Has she? Yeah, she had another episode, yeah. That's where my mind goes. I hope you're all well. I hope you had a wonderful week. I am recording this hot off the press. I've just got home from Cyprus. If you listened... Sorry, Drew. If you listened to last week's episode, I recorded it... Well, I recorded the intro um, on holiday. I was on holiday in Cyprus and we got back late last night. So, you know, it's cold, isn't it? Isn't it? It's cold in England in November. Who knew? I feel like two weeks ago when I went away, it was mild. It was it was a late summer, sort of just teetering on the edge of autumn. And I've come back from a 30 degree heat holiday and it's it's winter, isn't it? But you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited because I get to wear big jumpers and gym leggings, whether I'm going to the gym or not, it's, I feel like it's more socially acceptable, I get to layer up, I get to cover up everything that I um, am currently holding, you know, a few sort of extra inches, because even though I did, I did exercise whilst I was on holiday, I thought to myself, do you know what, I'm not going to eat less, I'm not going to drink less, so I'm going to have to exercise more, so I swam 100 lengths every day, I know, I know, I'm proud of me too, I don't know if it made a difference, if I'm honest, because I drank every day, didn't I? I drank at lunch, had a little nap, drank in the evening. It's important to keep hydrated when you're in the heat. But we had a lovely time. I went out with my husband and my daughter, our daughter, sure, um, and my in-laws, and it was wonderful. It was very relaxed. It was very relaxing. It's very sort of um low-key, chilled out holiday, which after the season I've had is what I needed. Very different to when you go on holiday with my family who are, you know, when I was younger, people would be like, oh my God, you go on, like as a teenager in in my twenties, they'd be like, you go on holiday with your, with your parents. That's so sad. I do not have fun. I was like, you obviously don't know my parents because they drink like fish. They swear like sailors and they party like it's 1969. (laughs) It's, it's a very different holiday. Now I'm not going to say that the conversation is more highbrow with my in-laws than it is with my own parents. Okay. That's not necessarily the case. Both, both sets of parents are equally as intelligent and wonderful. I say intelligent. I recently asked my mother if she knew what Hitler's first name was and she said Heil. I'm going to let that sink in for a bit. Um, but you know, she's got a plus point. She's got a plus point. She's ever so good at flower arranging, isn't she? And she is my best mate. So, you know, there's that. So we got back last night and I did that obligatory getting home today, unpacking everything, ten loads of washing, food shop um and it's not that my husband is inept, but I left him to unload the shopping, which oh god, my o c d was like, mm, I don't want to do that. that is such a big responsibility. God knows where things'll end up. but I took Lola out um on a little play date this afternoon, so I left him to unload the the shopping into the fridge and the cupboards and what have you now. Again, I don't want to call people stupid. That's not my game. Okay, but the man refrigerated a tin of coconut milk and yet he left a chicken, a raw chicken, on the worktop. I'm going to let that one sink in a bit. (laughs) I tell you, what are we going to do with these people? Maybe it's the company you keep, isn't it? And I keep these people to make me feel more intellectual when I'm not really. I know very little about very little Speaking of knowing very little, shall we begin? So, this week's episode, I'm going to try and be helpful. I want to talk to you all about dress shopping, and the reason that I want to talk to you about this now is because a few months ago, golly yeah, a few months ago, I recorded an interview with an industry expert. Um, I won't reveal too much because it's coming up next week, but she's wonderful. She's talented. She's actually quite inspirational and um it centers around wedding dresses wedding outfits so i thought as a good sort of intro see i've actually do you know what not only does this make sense to have this episode leading into next week's episode but i've met i've made notes for heaven's sake drew are you proud of me producer drew yeah of course you are um because you know me normally i like to it off the cuff but actually i've made real notes so I want to talk to you about looking for your wedding outfit. When I went to look for mine, by chance at the time, I lived in a little village that had two very nice, quite different, but two very nice bridal boutiques. And I had arranged to go for the first, the first time I'd ever tried on a wedding dress and I'd arranged that appointment for a Sunday just round the corner from my flat. And my mum was coming and one of my best, best friends, who was also going to be one of my bridesmaids, she was going to be there as well. And they turned up and we went to the boutique. And I'm not going to lie to you. To say I had consumed a few drinks the night before would be, quite frankly, an understatement. I was hanging out of my ass hanging out of my ass. I thought, I, I thought at one point when I was trying on this white three thousand pound gown that I may vomit, and I, it was so bad. You know when you get like hot flashes. I kept getting like, and you had like, and a deep breathe. So it wasn't a great start. That my first tip: don't get pissed the night before you try on wedding dresses. I mean, you, you shouldn't get pissed anyway because you know alcohol's the devil. Um, but that was where we were at. He was already booked in, so I went. Um, they were lovely and they had some modern dresses. I, To be honest, I went in blind, right? I'd done no research. I'd not, I don't, I mean, I'd looked at what I would like online on Pinterest and stuff, but that's, probably did that before I even got engaged, for heaven's sake. So that I, I really did go in totally blind and hung over. And when I got there, they offered me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I took them up on it. And they gave me a questionnaire and they sat me down, like we had a really nice chat and stuff. It was really chill. But they gave me a questionnaire and it was like, um, your name. It was like details, like your name, your wedding date, your wedding venue, um, your budget. So when they said to me, Oh, do you have a budget? That was one of the first questions they said, which I respect, because you've got to get to the nitty-gritty straight away. They said to me, Have you got a budget? And I was like, Yeah, um, Five grand, (laughs) and my mum and my best friend looked at each other and they were like, uh, (laughs) and then the woman walked away. I was like, shut up, I know that it's not like quadruple my budget, but I want to try on the most expensive dresses, okay? And um, so I pretended, which is again, I'm going to go into that, but that was the wrong thing to do. But I was hungover, still drunk, so it's you know, I couldn't be held responsible for my actions. So I said five grand and then she was like, well, everything in our store is five grand or less. So that's fine. So really you can try whatever you want. So we looked around and I picked some dresses and I tried them on and I vomited inside my mouth a little bit. But that was fine. Um, I didn't find the one I wanted. I found a few that I liked, but um, it it wasn't the one. So I carried on looking and then I did a little research and I found a dress on Pinterest that I liked and by chance there was a bridal boutique only about half an hour away from me that had that designer and I rang them and they had the dress so that was like by chance so the first time that I went to that second boutique which Uh, ended up actually being where I got the dress and that was the dress but the first time I went there I went sort of I was there in the area with a friend and I was like oh sod it let's just go let's just go and have a look so we went in and we tried on and I was like oh my god I think this is this is the one but I'd only ever been to one shop before and to me like you know I'm hardly like a fashionista but (laughs) trying on the wedding dresses was one of the things I'd always been most excited about. And I think it's, for me anyway, it was one of the most special things about being engaged. And also one of the, like, I'm I'm not a person that wears thousands of pounds worth of clothing on, on an average Tuesday. So I knew that this was, I'd never d- tried on outfits or clothes like this before and I was, would probably never do it again. So this was like a huge deal for me. So when I found the dress in the second shop that I thought was the one, I was like, oh, I kind of felt like short change, Like I needed to try on more and go to more boutiques. So a couple of weeks later, I thought, oh, do you know what? I, I hadn't booked anything else in and I kept thinking about the dress. So I said to my mum, can you come and see it? Because I don't want anyone else to come and see it. I just want you to come and see it. Actually, what transpired was I, um, two of my goddaughters who at the time... Were maybe four and seven or five and eight. They we we had no children at our wedding, so they weren't coming to the wedding, and they were a bit heartbroken. Still feel bad about it. So I said to them, as a quite a sweet, I think quite a sweet thing. They're only young, but I said to them, look, what do you want to come and see my dress? Do you want to come to the wedding dress shop and see all the princess dresses and tr- look at them all? And they're so glittery and amazing, and they're like what princesses wear in Cinderella. And they were so excited. So a couple of weeks later, I met my mum at the shop at the boutique and I met the girls. They didn't come by themselves. Their mother brought them and then stayed in the cafe opposite. And I tried the dress on again and I was like, this is it. This is the one. This is the one. I didn't feel emotional until they added a veil. And then I was like, yeah, okay. this is it. This is this is it. So I ended up buying that dress and I probably bought it at least 10 months before the wedding itself. Picked it up. Love it. Still obsessed with it. I wear it all the time. <laughs> I literally wear it all the time. I've not cleaned it. I've been married over six years. It's absolutely filthy. I last put it on. When did I? On my anniversary. Last month. I put it on last month. It's at my parents' house. I, it's hung up outside my bedroom. I like to look at it every now and again. And, and I put it on probably at least once a year, if I'm totally honest. So that's me. So, what I learned and what I have learned since then, when you are looking for your wedding dress slash outfit, here are some things to consider. So, first and foremost, do what I didn't. Don't drink. (laughs) Look online. Do some research. Bear in mind, as with anything, especially weddings and especially wedding dresses. Pinterest is a double-edged sword. It's going to give you inspiration and ideas, but it's also going to make you want something that you cannot have because that's what it does. So it is important to look on online, on the line, on the web and get some ideas, but with a pinch of salt. Okay. Because you, you might end up finding something that's 20 grand and it's only sold in Australia. Well, that's just not, that's not realistic but it gives you ideas. So do go online, do create a Pinterest board and do put things together. I think as soon as you start looking at dresses, it's really important to consider when you are getting married and where you are getting married. If you are getting married in a barn in December, that is going to be a different style dress to getting married on a beach in July. Do you know what I mean? And I think that at the end of the day, you should wear whatever you want to wear, obviously. And you should wear whatever makes you feel amazing. But I I do think that quite often, and I've spoken about this in a previous podcast about themes of weddings. I think quite often the venue and the time of year dictates a lot around the general style of the day. So bear that in mind when you're looking at things. Have a think about what suits you in your wardrobe, what neckline suits you. Which parts of your body do you like, and which parts of your body do you would you rather cover up? One of my things was I tried on um, some very sort of form fitting, slim line, figure hugging dresses, and my mum was like, "You're not. It's a risk because." And she wasn't saying this just to be a total bitch. She she was being reasonable. She said to me, "Live like." You know you suffer terribly from the bloat, don't you, darling? Uh, you suffer terribly from the bloat. If you wake up on the morning of your wedding and you're bloated, you're gonna you're gonna feel fat and you're and you're gonna feel horrible and you're not gonna be able to cover it up and that is gonna give you anxiety. Also, I've always been a bit sort of conscious of my weight and I did not want to buy a dress that meant I couldn't eat for six months. I bought I'm conscious of my waist and my hips and I don't mind my shoulders and my uh decolletage I got nice boobies what can I say so I I purposely knew that about me so I chose a dress that was strapless and that was a line so it cut me in my smallest bit around my ribs and then it completely poofed out it was huge seven layers I have to step into the thing um but it meant that if I was bloated or if I wanted a bloody burger at nine o'clock at night on my wedding night, I could have one and it didn't matter because no one could see it. So that's something to consider. Do you have any like body hangups? We all do. I honestly, I, have a, I had a friend once who bought a wedding dress. I've got to be careful now because she listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, she bought a wedding dress. She's tiny, right? She's literally tiny. She's like a size eight. And she bought a wedding dress that was a size six because she's a plonker. And when she did it, I said to her, "Why have you done that? You're you're small enough as it is." She bought it in another country. She couldn't afford to get it altered, so on her wedding day, she we basically had to sew her into it, and she looked unbelievable. But she couldn't bloody sit down. She had to like slide down the chair. She literally could not bend. It was it is absurd. So. I remember it so well because I remember thinking, "You bloody tits! What, why would you? Why would you do that? You've got to just do what feels right for you." And there's no point going for a style that is going to ruin your engagement. That is going to have you thinking, "Oh shit! I can't have that second glass of wine, or I can't have those chips. I have a salad. Like bollocks! Live your life. Live your life." So do some research look at the kind of dress or outfit that you want. Be open to all sorts. Um, And what you might find is that you are leaning more towards a certain style. Is it boho? Is it traditional? Is it lace? Is it satin? Is it plain? Is it bedazzled? And once you've found the kind of style you think you like, then you can start looking at designers and then you can start looking at boutiques. So the obvious is to go for um, bridal boutiques in your area, I suppose. Um, And I do think that's a good starting point. Just go for one that is nearby, at least for your first time out there, because then you know kind of what to do next time and you can learn from it. Bear in mind that you do need to have a budget, but your budget will also potentially need to include alterations and accessories, veil, earrings, necklace, shoes, gloves, for heaven's sake, a shool. <laughs> Nowadays, a lot of dresses have like um, an over the top scenario. So it's kind of a strapless gown and then it's got sleeves attached to it. So it looks like it's one piece and then you whip it off for the evening reception. Um, and you might want two bloody dresses. That's that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing for you old daddy wall over there. So when you talk about your budget, factor all that stuff in. And you can Google it all about alteration fees and uh, general. I mean, when I got married, the average cost of a wedding gown was £2,000. It's a joke, right? You go into... I go into Primark and I look at a dress for £20 and think, ooh, bit steep, isn't it? bit steep. It's 20 quid. And then I go into a bridal boutique and I'm like, oh, two grand, absolute bloody bargain. I'll get two, Carol. What is that about? (laughs) What is that about? It's madness, but you've got to have a. So you've got to have an idea of money, and it's so tricky because nowadays there's so many choices. There's so many options. You can go to a bridal boutique and you can buy one off the rack. You can have one made, completely made from completely made from scratch. You can um, buy high street. Jesus, the, the options of high street are next level. They're incredible. You don't have to, if you don't want to, you do not have to spend thousands of pounds on your wedding dress, on your wedding outfit. You don't. Another friend of mine who got married recently didn't want to spend the earth by any means. And so we spent, I, mean, I say that, we probably spent about three grand in high street sh- high street options but they all went back and in the end i think the dress was like 150 quid it was beautiful and she looked beautiful in it and we had great laugh buying all these dresses and going to all these shops and asos and i mean god some of them were awful and some of them were amazing and some of them were yeah all right but then you can alter them and add to them there are so many options as it is in like the wedding industry in total at the moment there's just there's too much out there it's too saturated there are too many options you can do too many things. So, it's it's really hard to give advice for one avenue, if you like, because there are so many bloody avenues to go down. If you're going to look at bridal boutiques, and I do say this, I've said this to every bride I know, even if you want high street, even if you want secondhand, even if you want totally fresh, custom made for you by a designer, I think it's a nice idea to go to a bridal boutique and just to have that experience and free fizz. I think that it's something that every bride should do because it's lovely to be honest. When you go to a bridal boutique, you will need to book an appointment. Check that they don't have fees. They probably have fees if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, Find out how much the fee is, how long the appointment is. Is that fee like a deposit? Do you get that back or is that just A lot of people now, they do it because people cancel and it's, it's such an intimate personal experience and they want to offer you that personal experience. And then if you cancel last minute, it's like, okay, well, that's two people's wages that I I can't afford, you know? Think about the lead time. Think about how long you've got for the dresses. Um, Off the rack, high street, obviously that's a matter of days. If you're going to get it completely custom made, that's months. I mean, you know, sort of, anything from 6 to 8, 12 months at least. Think about the alterations, you've got to factor those in not only to the cost but also to the lead time. Does the bridal boutique have their own seamstress or do you know a seamstress? Do some research into that. When it gets to the day of going to the bridal boutique, my advice to you is this, wear big knickers. All right Bridget, don't wear a neon thong. First of all, in life, don't wear a neon thong don't even wear a thong i don't understand it it makes your bum itch (laughs) tmi don't wear black brazilian knickers like think about it you're going to be trying on in theory white dresses although do be open to other colors um so wear a pair of big pants if you want to wear a sports bra fine but take a strapless one it, it's not, I'm telling you now that underwear you wear under your wedding dress ain't going to be sexy, girl. Okay. It's going to be practical. It's going to suck you in. It's going to be seamless. <laughs> so think about that when you go to try on dresses. Also think about your makeup because, yeah, you want to look good, but also these are thousands of pounds worth of white dresses. So you don't want to be getting a foundation all over them every time you put them on and off, do you? And mainly think about who to take. We've all watched the program, haven't we? We've all watched Ellie. When they take their entourage, as they call it, and they just sit there and they bitch and they moan. And it's, it's so awkward. It's so, so awkward. It's not a thing. Don't take everyone. Honest to God, don't even take anyone. Trust Trust the people in the shop. They know what they're doing. Trust them. Maybe take your mum. Maybe take your best mate. Some people nowadays take their fiancé. Take one, maybe two people. And take the people that you respect their opinion, but you also will, you have the confidence to shut them down because at the end of the day, it is all about what you want and how you feel. So think very carefully. And you will get people that be like, oh my God, I would, I am so would love to come with you. And that's awkward, isn't it? If you don't want to be like, yes, I would love you too because you're one of my nearest friends, but also you gobby. You gobby girl. I don't want that attitude in my bridal shop. Do you know what I mean? So just say, Oh, actually, you could tell them that the boutique you're going to has a policy where you can't take anyone. (laughs) If you want me to ring up and pretend to be the boutique owner and lie to your friend, I'll do that for you. Because that's just an extra service I offer, free of charge, free of charge. Think about what shoes you're going to have. Think about the accessories. Do you want a veil? Do you want short? Do you want long? Do you want it over your face? Do you want it behind your head? Do you want gloves? Do you want a shawl? do you want like a Bolero, 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 Bolero? I think Bolero is a dance move and Bolero is like a shrug. Try on different styles. Sometimes I remember it as well, the boutique owner said it to me like, oh, I know that you haven't picked this, but maybe try this on. And I try it on and I go, no, hate it. Or yes, love it. Or actually don't love the fishtail, but do love the sweetheart neckline. Like it will, like I said, just enjoy the experience. Take your time learn what you like and what you don't like. I think it's an opportunity to wear something that you may never wear again, as in something that, of that level of glamour or beauty or elegance or what have you. But at the same time, you still want to feel like you, you know, it's quite nice when people are like, oh God, I I wouldn't expect her to wear that, but it really suits her. It's so hot. It looks amazing. What you don't want is for people to be like, why is she? She lives on a canal boat and she's getting married in the woods, but she's wearing a sequined floor length gown with a feather cuff and (laughs) a crown. Like, that's just, you don't want to confuse people. So be open to different styles, but within reason. Be open to things that aren't just a dress like co ords that's a big thing now suits love a bridal suit obsessed with a bridal suit because a lot of my couples get married in a legal ceremony before the wedding ceremony with me quite often the registrar legal bit they will wear a suit in ivory or or off-white or white what have you and it is oh love it live for it um very cool um also think about if you want a day and a night sometimes people want if you've got the budget brilliant I mean but also you you could spend a thousand pounds on your wedding dress and then you could buy a really fun short flirty easy to dance in doesn't matter if you spill red wine on it for the evening that costs like a 100 quid from asos because no one will know it's a it's a lot to think about I know I I bombarded you I'm also uh, sad that I'll never do it again It's, oh, I just enjoy it. Enjoy every moment of it because it really is one of, one of the, I think, one of the best parts of getting engaged and getting married. And it's just, on the day when you do your, you've done your hair and you've done your makeup and you put your dress on or your outfit on, what have you, and it just, it feels magical and you want to, walk down the aisle and see the love of your life and you want to feel the best you've ever felt and I will say this I've seen a lot of wedding dresses I've seen a lot of looks and they're not all to my taste I've said that before and I'll say it again but every single bride and every single groom looks beautiful if they feel happy and they feel comfortable and confident in how they look and what they're doing and that is just it's pure magic when you see someone i've seen so many brides walk down the aisle towards me for their ceremony and i've cried or my mouth has just shot open my jaw has hit the floor like breathtaking and that's you're going to get that reaction no matter what you wear so just enjoy it just enjoy the experience um and just make sure that you feel like an absolute bloody queen So this week's RSVP, we've had I've had the most wonderful flurry, if you will, of messages from Lila. And she is a big fan of the podcast. Thank you very much, my sweetheart. She's put messaged me recently. I'm definitely gonna hire you when I get engaged. <laughs> I love that. I like when people decide they want me before they, they've got a ring on it. And she has got a fun little story. To do with wedding dresses. That worked out well. She didn't even know I was going to talk about it this week. So Lila writes I found a special occasion dress that was in a secondhand shop and it was slightly too big for me. So, since my mum's friend is a seamstress, my mum thought that she would be able to fix it and it ended up, it wasn't as easy. My mum's friend had to put a panel in to make it fit properly and it was too small in the front. So, if she had to, the dress, so if she had the dress to make it fit properly, I'm confused by that. <laughs> and I'm five foot two as well. And we were on a bit of a time crunch because we were going to an old teacher's wedding, which is what the dress was for. My mum spent around three to 400 pounds to get it altered. Aww. And I'm so grateful for my mum's friend in the end who came to the rescue and she is so amazing. She's even done alterations for royalty before. Oh, that's so lush. And then she's, she's put at the end, that's enough of story time that I have about how my mother, about next time, how I have one about my mother getting extremely drunk at a wedding reception and falling down the stairs. I'll save that one for another podcast. <laughs> oh, Lila, I love that. That's so amazing, isn't it? So she bought a special occasion dress and so it's not even a wedding dress, bless them. It was just for prom or for, for, for this teacher's wedding. And she put it in a secondhand shop in the UK. Why not? And um, had to get it altered that's wonderful but it turned out amazing and I'm sure you looked absolutely beautiful that's another thing to think about is um buying something that's not necessarily a wedding dress it's like that scene in Shit's Creek when she wears a wedding dress to David's wedding <laughs> it's like you're wearing a white dress to my wedding she says it's not a white dress David it is a long white gown totally different it's not exactly the same Thank you so much, Lila. That's incredible. Thank you so much for listening, sweetheart. Keep listening. And when you get engaged, I will be very excited to marry you. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining, share with all your friends and family. You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at Podcast. Get in touch, I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.